Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Degenerate State of Mind. With us today, we've got a very special guest, the author of Better Utopia, David Duncan. That's your name, correct? I don't want to butcher it. That is correct. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know uh, my first name right for some reason. Can you imagine the, the first name I... On the first on the introduction, we messed up David's name. He leaves. Now. Right, that's all right. Yeah. Be upsetting. He would leave and never come back because you messed up his name, Joel. <laughs> I don't know why. I was like questioning myself. I was like, Is it, I'm pretty sorry. The first name's David. Let me make sure. But I, I didn't want to check like uh, any of our links. You didn't want to see what got asked. Uh, yeah. Uh, we've, uh, we've got David Duncan here joining us today. And of course, your other host, the only bird we allow within this community, that boy, Tyler. That ain't true, but go off. <laughs> And of course, the big man, the myth, the legend, the awesome snatcher himself, the man with the most unspoken riz in the world. Hi, you. Yes, sir. The bold boy with a ponytail. The bold boy. <laughs> okay, so today we have David Duncan, like Joel just introduced, uh, the author, author, editor, and producer of the Spotify podcast audiobook, A Better Utopia. Uh... David, why don't you give us a little little background information on yourself? All right. Hey, um, by the way, thank you guys for having me on. This is awesome. I love the way you guys have this show formatted and the way you guys do things. It's it's fun. Um, thank you. I run the show mainly. <laughs> I pay for everything. <laughs> the Batman of the group. I am the main character. Well, kudos uh, to the <laughs> both of you, to uh, the sugar daddy and the main character. <laughs> That's the first time I've ever been called a sugar daddy. <laughs> the Batman and Superman with no sugar. I doesn't get sugar on So must be a main thing. Okay. Okay. So I guess a little bit about myself. I've got a bit of a sense of humor. Um, I'm, it's awesome being called an author because I'm still trying to come to terms with that myself. Like, you know, I was horrible at English in high school. Oh, My grammar is horrible. I was like, one in college. oh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure I can make someone's eyes bleed. Oh but because I do it in an audio podcast form, I'm the one that has to read it. Um, but uh, a little announcement for you guys. I did actually get an actual um, author, and this is kind of the first time I'm announcing it. Uh, she kind of volunteered to edit this, and so she took on the brave task of that. So, um, oh, for uh, season two? Yeah, for season two. So oh, I'm going to be setting aside and start asking donations for her eye surgeries. But um, <laughs> I'm really excited. Oh, awesome. That's uh, actually we, really cool that you got an author to, to edit. Anyone yeah, yeah. the last episode, we are opening a Patreon where we will be doing us. <laughs> We haven't decided on the page hey, we'll, yet. We'll, so we'll Everyone's Obamacare for the surgery. Make sure there's insurance. <laughs> we haven't decided on the page yet. Do you, you want to see Kai snatch her auntie? You can donate five bucks. No, five dollars will get you a 4K on Apex on a helicopter. Yikes. <laughs> yikes. But, uh, I, I will admit, um, listening to your, like, your book, uh, I like it. Uh, a lot of the time when I do listen to it, I, like, any normal fucking 20-year-old who has no life and no job, I sit here playing video games, and I'll 
flash it. I'll put it on my speaker. And one of the things that I mainly enjoy uh, having in the background is the music. The music is a very pleasant choice. Are you the one who uh, sits there and like picks it out, or uh, do you sit with anybody else and choose the music for your episodes? So so far, I've been using, um, and I'm not trying to give them a free plug here, but the Anchor app, and I I like putting the music in the background because a um, the sound of my own voice annoys me, so I'm like, hey, maybe if I put a little That's music it. in there, it'll kind of soften the blow. But, uh, <laughs> no, wait, so, wait, wait. Soft no, fact, fun fact. Fun fact, if you don't like the sound of your own voice in a recording, or you don't like That's the way normal. you look in the mirror, it proves you're not a narcissist. Yeah. That's a it's good also thing. normal because... Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> it sounds weird bodily function. You hear your own voice when you're talking normally. It sounds like shit. It sounds good. You hear it. Uh, through a recording, it sounds like shit because something about vibrations through your ear. It's a different vibration See, or something. Nah, I just wanted to make something sure like that. he gave himself more credit with his voice, though, because there's been plenty of times where I've listened to your episodes on the train and I'm like catching myself dozing off. I'm like, oh, wait. Wait. <laughs> this is calming. Yeah, you had a very, very calming voice. voice. Oh, oh, yeah, God. I was like, this is calming. Wait, <laughs> yeah, and that might not be the reaction you were expecting, or like the the statement you were expecting, but you have a very soothing voice. Well, good. You know what? When <laughs> I audition for like going on PBS or something and do a documentary or something, I'll I'll be perfect for it. I'll have confidence. Yeah. You got You got to read Mister Rogers' bi- um, biography. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Mister Rogers' Neighborhood. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> read every intro story. It'd be great. <laughs> so well, I'm gonna um, come up here real quick. Just, I'm sorry to cut you off. Uh, I do have the initial question that I have is, and let me pull up my notes. Uh, where is it? This is the Goku question. This is this is part of the Goku question. This is the Goku question. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> the grandmother mentioned in episode one. Do you think you could take her on in a fight? Why or why not? <laughs> <laughs> do i think i could take her on in a fight a fist Man. fight like like a barbarian fist, fist fight you know i don't know because okay so you know during my years of service or whatever you kind of you, you get these ladies that work at the uso uh-huh. and they're sweet and they're nice but man there's there's a few of them that like they're sweet and nice but then if you, you cross the line, freaking, oh, they, they're coming you for you. So you know what? Uh, yeah, it, it would be like um, trying to fight her would be like, you know, Shaggy going ultra instinct mode, you know, that, that <laughs> meme or whatever that was going around. Uh, You'd probably just kick power. it into like high gear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so ground has planetary. That's what I hear <laughs> right now. All right. Do you think Goku, do you think she can beat Goku? Dude, I think she could beat Goku. Okay, so I watched, what was it? I watched, oh man, I think the first few seasons of it. I haven't watched all the way through. I know, I'm a horrible person. I'm working no, to better don't myself. Worry, don't worry. But um, I think before, so I've watched up, I think mostly up to like the Cell Saga and stuff. I want to say, oh, 
Yeah. I think it would be a close fight. I still think Goku would pull through. Ooh. But I'm just barely. The grandma, the grandma would be like pulling him through to the end. And he got hair. Grandma right. yeah. Super Saiyan 2 will run for its money. <laughs> it would be, you know, it, that, those scenes where they charge up, like that would be the final scene where they're both charging up and they're just doing their last, you know, attack. And that's, <laughs> that's where Goku just barely pulls through. Oh my god. Okay. I can see Grandma I would love like, to see arms the crossed, just energy coursing <laughs> through her. I would love to see the animated. Because, honestly, the grandma was like a, in, in the first episode, even though she was nice and sweet, she was kind of like an underrated badass. She could fuck oh, you yeah. up if you really wanted to. Yeah. You, just, you just knew. You just knew when you read about her. You just knew that there was something going on. I knew there's gonna have to be a side story for her of you know her just taking on like one of the same blood monster that took them yeah that took all of them on that she's just like puts it down herself no problem she's the Roshi of this universe yeah (laughs) she's the let me solo her of this universe oh my god that's an Elden Ring reference if anyone else is listening Elder but, Green, to, wait, to try to keep point. towards to try to keep towards the book because I don't want to deviate too far. Yeah, from we it. don't want to deviate. I too really far do me. like the vibe that you really gave with Rodriguez because it I, I gives think, me kind of like. I think we could say this real quick. Rodriguez is like the fan favorite right now. Yeah, yes. three. Rodriguez Honestly. is like the, the biggest oh. fan favorite for just his sheer like badassery. He's actually fun to write, too. It seems like it. I believe it. It seems like it. Because the shit that Rodriguez... Pardon my language. The shit that Rodriguez does, it's... It's fucking sick. Especially (laughs) when they were in the flashback, when they were going through the, uh, the, the base. It was... He was so comic collectible when he actually got... Hold on. I I gotta sneeze. I... (laughs) He muted himself. Yeah, I muted myself. I, muted I don't want to see that. I, I was looking. I was looking on the, on the Discord app. I didn't see. Him. I was like, wait a minute. I had. Yeah. I muted myself. I don't want to sneeze on Mike. Don't say. Definitely dodge his day. Okay. Oh, to man. be honest, though, I didn't really hear too much about this character after the second um, chapter, and I don't really remember his name that much because I'm already on like chapter seven when it comes to re-listening. But um. My favorite character besides the main, like, besides the main scenario was the, the little owl guy in the village <laughs> that Rodriguez stops by. Oh, yeah. I forgot his name. The little owl man. He seemed really sweet, but he was like, don't touch me. I mean, he's an owl. Oh. From, uh, in uh, oh, episode two, okay. right? Was that where they are trying to flee Boston, or was that when they got to uh, Lapis? Right, I believe it was. I think it was when they okay. were trying to flee Boston and get into Lapis. Wait, was it? It was mm-hmm. chapter okay. three or chapter chapter two. Kind of. Okay, that and so they were in the hotel, and he was kind of the one who was like, you know, oh, this is going to be no big deal. This kind of stuff happens. It's going to roll time. over, and they happen to convince him. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Now I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, that one was actually pretty fun to, to kind of write in the sense of his descriptors. You know, 
sometimes you kind of get like cut and dry with like some characters and stuff but like being able to kind of attribute like you know the big glasses and you know kind of this kindly old guy who's you know seen it all and he's he's weathered i mean he lives in boston so he's probably you know he's probably been in a fist fight too you know that's what i'm um, saying like being he's an the owl type of guy where he, is... he'll, he'll make you soup but he'll remind you that he could beat you in an arm wrestling match. Yeah, <laughs> I I get the feeling of like a like a rugged old lumberjack when I thought about the yeah, yeah. when I thought about him. I got the That's feeling like, like a rugged old lumberjack who is extremely wise, like Yoda, but will remind you that he could put you in your place like Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and That's see the thing that sucks is he was this rugged old lumberjack who just finally got his retirement, got this hotel, and you know. Now he's cut his losses. Hopefully the insurance money, you know, pays out well. Honestly. <laughs> Honestly. I have I have one question. I have a question. So with the success okay. that you've seen with season one of the audiobook podcast, you, uh, Better Utopia, how do you plan upping the ante with season two? So season two, um, if you caught the preview... You, we're going to get, we're bringing, I'm bringing Balaam back into it, um, yeah. to kind of make a, you know, a main protagonist, uh, that they're going to have to kind of deal with. Um, and there's going to be some run, uh, more run-ins with him. Um, you know, and then we're also kind of pulling back in, uh, in the very first episode, we're pulling back the veil of what's, you know, who the utopians are and what kind of, you know, structure it is and how, See, There's a lot of it that, that doesn't... That make... was one of the things that got me. I'm sorry to cut you off. I, no worries. I'm terribly sorry to cut you off. The, one of the things that got me was the Utopians. Because when Miller was revealed to be a Utopian, I was like, oh, shit. It makes sense because the guy's being creepy as hell throughout the entire interactions yeah. with the, 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 the mayor, his daughter, and even with, like, Jacob and everybody else in the group with the... Uh, I, I don't want to mispronounce his name. No William? Oh, Julian. Julian. Yep. Like with he was being so like sociopathic, and for him to get killed off when he got killed off when he did, I was surprised because I thought he was gonna be a big bad. He had he had you know, in my we, mind. I kind he, of built him up, but then kind of ripped the the carpet out of it. Um, but it was good just though. because it works because it gives yeah uh, it gives well, Jacob and I uh, wanted to throw. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. It gives it gives Jacob kind of some time to shine, and it really kind of um for uh finnegan kind of progresses him because he you know at the beginning of the you know the series he kind of starts off with this kind of like you know you're taking your kid brother to go hang out with you know your cool friends and you gotta drag him along because your parents have you seen and then he you know with uh, andrew garfield where he played a a medic i think world war one or world war two oh yeah i forgot the movie hacksaw ridge hacksaw ridge it gave he Finnegan gives me that kind of feeling because he seemed like he didn't want to kill anybody or harm anyone, but with what was happening in the situation, he had like no choice besides to act. Yeah, and he knew it was it, right, it, it, but it was he also kind of felt like it was wrong. Yeah, and you know he he had that reaction too afterwards after doing it that he, that he visceral reaction out. of yeah. like yeah, like he just did what he did, like take, he took a life. Granted, yeah, the guy yeah, was a, a piece of shit. To, but it doesn't mean he doesn't regret it. <laughs> exactly. Right. And it, it was such a... Well, and you know... You, the reaction was so visceral. It was it was a really accurate reaction to, like, what 
what happened. It was yeah, it was a humane touch on something that you would expect to be a martial event. Yeah. Right. Well, and you know, a lot of times with, with heroes and stuff, they're like the big macho guy that you know, like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, you know, but in reality, when you're facing that kind of stuff, like it, it, you don't know exactly how you're gonna process it until the moment it after. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like because what you normally see in a lot of a lot of media nowadays when it comes to uh, someone like Miller getting knocked off by someone you wouldn't expect like Finnegan, uh, you would see them more or less take it and go with it like nothing happened. Yeah. But to have the like reaction was, of like stopping it just and gets thinking, brushed off. Yeah, it gets brushed off. Yeah. And it'll probably be brought up later in some sort of uh, 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 reflection that he's having or a talk that he's having with somebody he cares about. But for the reaction to take place right then and there makes sense. I mean, they're in a what you could essentially call a war zone. You know? Yeah. Even yeah. though Lapis was more tame, but the will, the woods with the, the Blood Witch and the brother while they're trying to find Hannah was extremely like life or death. Like they could have died. They right. didn't know when they could have gotten they could have gotten hit because the sister was way too fast, the brother was way too big and they didn't know what could happen. So with him taking that reaction so quick, it kind of sets in the, the mood that the world they're in isn't so safe. Granted, that was already put in in Chapter 2 when they had the, the bar fight with the, the lizard people. Right. I mean, but this sort yeah, of solidified it, it and I liked it a lot. Well, thank you. It was it, chapter eight was probably one of my favorite ones, and I I like writing them all, obviously. But I mean, it was that that scene from the start to the end of it. That was like that was the funnest part thus far it, of it writing. It was really fun to listen to the first season. Yeah, it was really fun to listen to. What I like to do with audiobooks, because of course you listen to somebody read it to you. What I personally like to do with audiobooks, I like to seal my eyes closed because it gives you an opportunity. Like, when you're reading a regular book, you could, uh, after you read, like, a certain paragraph or a chapter, you can sort of close your eyes and sort of imagine how it plays through in your head. But when yeah. you listen to somebody read it out loud, it sort of plays through at the same time, and it gives you the opportunity to actually kind of imagine what's happening. And uh, Chapter 8, the entire fight with Miller and how Miller was treating uh, the entire group from Rodriguez to Finnegan, which Rodriguez, I feel like, would have been the one to actually off Finnegan. Uh, not off Finnegan, off Miller, than Finnegan would have. But having Finnegan do it was, again, a really great moment to have him shine through. Even though he regretted and, and his I, actions. <laughs> and I like the fact, too, that it kind of, so for, you know, Rodriguez and Helium, it's kind of like dragging along their kid brother, but what it did is it helped elevate him as in, okay, this is a person. You know, you got your kid brother, you get into a, you know, street fight you don't know if he's gonna you know if he he's gonna try to help but you don't know if he's jumping in the fight or if he's yeah. running home to get mom and it kind of elevated finnegan to that point of you know he'll stay he here and fight with us he might, won't run yeah he'll, he'll be here he's got our back yeah and, I, and that's what i liked about it because finnegan like you said seems like a little brother he's the like, little brother you drag around to have him actually stand up against somebody who <laughs> at in the moment of what was happening in chapter eight was raging probably off all of them at what like all of them in the woods and just keep going if he had to or he yeah. wanted to it uh it really puts into perspective 
and I like I like I said I I'm gonna say it again I, I really liked it a lot because it gives him that moment of like he can handle the world ahead of him he doesn't need anyone to hold his hand but he will, right. doesn't mean he's he won't be up. afraid of what he does it gives him humanity while also showing that he can handle himself yeah right I'm sorry I've been ta- I've been talking a lot over everybody no you're good bro. <laughs> I just, I just like, I actually like the story a lot. (laughs) Well, thank you. That's really flattering to hear, by the way. I'm, this is really awesome because I mean, um, I have a a shout out to um, Martin if he listens to this podcast because he listens to mine and he emails me and is very encouraging, awesome guy. Um, So I've heard some really good words from him, but it's awesome to hear from you guys that you know hear someone else who actually really enjoys it, you know, enjoys listening to it as much as I do writing. Yeah. I mean, I'm in no, yeah, the same definitely. boat as you as well, because I'm, uh, it's all over the server and, like, the art channels and stuff like that. I'm, I'm writing a comic book for uh, me and my friends. Uh, Kai, Joel, and uh, the, other, the other two members who aren't here at the moment, because they're, they're busy doing their own thing. Oh, I got sneezing. I'm so sorry. Sorry. Um... <laughs> This, this, I, I will take control this real quick because he talks too much. I no. I'm sorry. But um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But um, uh, you know, you you seem like you have a lot of fun when you are uh, doing the episodes, and you seem like you have a lot of fun writing the episodes. Uh, you know, just just from like your point of view, like who who are some of your favorite characters, and like who do you have fun writing the most? You know, we kind of touched on it earlier. I really enjoy writing with uh, Rodriguez because of his the way he'll interact with things. Like it's it's comical, but at the same time, it's like a practical. No, you know, ifs, ands, or buts. You know, cut dry. Where this is handled. Um, so I really enjoy writing for him. Um, Leslie is another fun one because he's just kind of gruff and rough. The only problem with Leslie is trying to voice him, and I'm by no means like a voice artist or anything like that but it like i have to pause so many times because i do the same thing i start coughing like because it (laughs) just irritates my throat so bad but he's fun to write yeah yeah (laughs) and then lincoln's also really fun to write as well just because especially when he's around his brother uh because of the the interaction like you can tell that leslie and lincoln that you know they're brothers they have each other's back but I mean, the two of them are just kind of like oil and water. They don't really get along. You know, one's real rough, one's real smooth. The one's, yeah. you know, makes jokes, cracks jokes. The other ones, you know, cut dry down to business. Okay, okay. I like the answer. <laughs> so, <laughs> I have I have one more question, um, mainly about how the how everything comes out with the story. I, because I was wondering if you were, if you wrote the entire first season, like the first ten chapters, before you record everything, or did you write them, write as, them you as you were along. going? So I what, believe uh, I wrote I up to <laughs> chapter, I think it was either six or seven, and then started recording. Um, okay. And so after that, it was kind of um, like I would record and you know and then write and kind of record and kind of balance that out plus i'm a horrible procrastinator so oh, trust, trust, i'm like oh you know i'll get this finished 
<laughs> so I mean, it, this season as well, like I'm not as far along as for the second season as I would like to be. Um, but you know, luckily I'm, I'm, I'm so I've been procrastinating for all of my life. So I'm at least practiced at it. <laughs> I, 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 regardless, I, I know I have a, such a gut feeling the second season is going to be worth the wait, even if it takes longer for a, a chapter to come out. I, I feel like it's going to be worth the wait regardless because where it left off with season one, it has some decent shoes to fill. Most oh, yeah. yeah. The pressure's on, as they say. <laughs> just don't break a leg. Okay. <laughs> don't break a leg. You need to just walk. Oh, okay. Uh, Kai, are you still yeah, I, I left I left it open for anyone else to jump in. I yeah, sorry. Good. I've I've been in and out when it comes to packages and busyness here. Hey guys, just wanted to make sure you're there. Um, so and, and like in terms of your writing, what what are what, what's like your thought process when you're trying to sit down and write an episode? Like, what are some key points that you always keep in mind going through it? So, so I really try to balance the fact of okay, so you're trying to create a world, and so you kind of have to feed information about it but no one wants to sit there and read like a you know a technical manual of this is how this works and no this is why wants, this so no i try to put exposition of how the world works and what happens in the world exactly so you have to like sort of fit yeah. it in while it's going on like i mean that's how that's how yeah, you did it with the uh escape from boston when they had to use the the steam engines that went out and uh hannah used her abilities abilities of weaver to um get the the steam engine moving again I mean, you, you yes. could have sat there and had a whole exposition of how she was going to do it by having her say it or having it, like, just thought of in the background. But you said you decided to show it with the descriptions of what happened almost immediately. I will admit that that point, that, uh, when that happened in the... I forgot what episode it was. Chapter you can three or four. Third, okay. I think it was three or four. Uh, I, probably four. I remember I was just playing games and, like, I heard how she was doing this and I had to, like, rewind and come back. I need to click through this movie time real quick. It was, it was uh, the, the image I had in my head probably didn't match up entirely. Like, the story building was, was there, and I, I can really appreciate that. The world building well, thank was you. there, and it, was, it, it puts an image in your mind that, like, while it might not be accurate, it's an image nonetheless that kind of gets you hyped for what's coming next. Yeah, I, I was like, yo... That's, that's badass. I kind of want to do this now. Let me, go, let me go on a train and do this. Let me go on a fucking train and, and use blood magic. Well, not blood magic. Let me, hijack, let me hijack the Florida bullet train and try this out. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> yeah, and so I another approach to it, too, that I take is if, you know, if I start getting, like, if I'm getting bored writing it, then people are more than likely going to get kind of bored reading it. And that's not to say that there aren't times where you kind of hit the wall or you're unsure of what to write. But I try to, at least in every chapter, have something, you know, informational happen, have something exciting happen, have, you know, some sort of hook at the end that keeps going, oh, okay, now I want to know what happens. I need the next chapter. I think the and best chapter the other part of it too is 10, by the yeah. way. Yeah. 10 really reflects that with, yeah. the, uh, with the flashback. <laughs> The flashback, uh, right. chapter ten, really reflects the uh, the hook, 
because it does. I think chapter ten ends with the first part of the flashback, and chapter and chapter ten part two begins with the ending of the flashback, and then jumps right back to right. chapter nine, and it. Then what's going on? Amazing. It, it's a hook that leaves you waiting for what happens next. And I, I like that. And uh, thank you so you much off. for that. That is cutting off. I'm no, sorry, no. Go ahead and keep complimenting me. I don't mind at all. No. <laughs> so, so this is what I need. <laughs> See, now I have the energy to write, you know, another five chapters tonight or something like. No, uh, no. I really appreciate the. You, you, you need you to have. be careful what you say, brother. We'll hold you tight. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for chapter two to come. I'm waiting for season two to come out. No, I ain't waiting for season two to come out. I have your entire what? podcast downloaded. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's shit going down in his job. Stuff's going down in the work office. Right. Eh, when isn't it? Uh, so, uh, never. <laughs> I work I work in the same building you work in. It always happens. No work from home. What they call an entrepreneur streamer. <laughs> Who doesn't stream half the time? But uh, in t- in terms of the story, do you do you have it like already planned out on how it'll end, or are you writing as you go along and making up more and more of the world? So there's a, a usually when I start kind of writing as far as like the whole season, like okay, I've got an end goal of what I want it to look like. And then I've got a starting point, and then I've got a couple of, you know, subplots and main plots that I want to hit. But sometimes it's, you know, um, I'll be writing it, and then I kind of have it planned, and the, the flow just changes. And the flow changes in a way that I'm like, man, this was a lot better than what I originally thought or wanted to have it do. or You know, so the, it's kind of a mixture of both. I, I have an idea of where I'm going, Um but at the same time, there's, you know, some twists and turns that I go, oh, you know, this this, this is way more exciting to write than what I originally thought. There was a, there's one thing I, I don't, I have, sorry, I have like a lot of questions. I wrote down a lot of questions. I'm very sorry about this. Uh, <laughs> I tried oh, no being a little writing that <laughs> When I was listening to the story, uh, mainly when Miller pops up, it, Seems because uh not, it wasn't what well, up. It was a little earlier that they mentioned uh, certain magic users were outlawed, and you could get thrown in jail or burned at the stake, like they tried doing with uh like like the mayor did with uh, Hannah's mother. Salem. No, no, oh. the mayor did that with Hannah's mother. The mayor burnt her mother at the stake. Uh, yeah, it reminds was, uh, me of Salem. I always just draw the connection. Uh, I had the feeling that most weavers were outlawed regardless if they did blood magic or not is that like the case because i know jacob and hannah work for miller's agency or work with miller in some sort of sense they used to work for him but i i got the constant feeling that no matter what weavers were somewhat uh frowned upon even though they they didn't really choose to have the abilities that they had so you ever play uh what was it well Really, any of the Dragon Age games? Uh, not really. Yeah. I had I had one. Thing I have. I had one. Okay, of the, I just never got so play you remember? They're they're great games. If you get a chance, definitely play the, the first ones. 
phenomenal. I mean, it's kind of old graphics and a little choppy here and there, but it is really good. Um, so in the sense of it's unless you are like kind of like how, how what was it in the X-Men when they're trying to register mutants, it's kind of like that. Like you have to be a registered um, a weaver. And so then it's kind of, you know, you have exactly. So, th so as far as like um, Jacob and Rebecca, they're, they're registered. They're, you know, they work within the government in certain departments. Um, but you Hannah's know, we kind of alluded to that. Registered weaver. Correct. Because Hannah seems like so, she's stronger than Jacob. Hannah seems like she's our, more uh, proficient or strong. I guess, I think proficient is the right word. She's more proficient with her abilities. You mean Rebecca? Oh, Rebecca, my bad. Rebecca, yes. Rebecca. Yeah, yeah so Rebecca. Rebecca is a lot stronger in her her abilities than Jacob. Jacob's kind of like, um, you know, he can do certain things, and he can make use of certain, you know, like his ability to, you know, mold and bend metal and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But it's nothing like Rebecca, where she's able to power that steam tractor and get, you know, get them out of danger. Yeah, Whereas Jacob wouldn't have been able also... to do that. Yeah, because Jacob... Oh, Jacob... <laughs> Jacob uh, says, I believe in chapter 8, before they... Oh, no, no, it's 9, I think. I think it's 9. When, uh, when... I forget, I forget her name. Hannah's, Hannah's older sister. Uh, I, Victoria. When uh, Victoria leaves after going into, like, a rage, uh, she leaves right. and goes to the, mayor, to the mayor's estate. Uh, he says the most I can really do is just bend the uh, the bars into bullets. I can make a few extra bullets and a spear, and a knife. Yeah, and that seems like the extent and of the that, abilities because he of, was pretty worn out. Right, and that that's kind of that's his limits. Whereas you know Rebecca's limits, you know we saw a little bit with um, she powered the, the steam uh, tractor, like the steam like tractor, was, and you know a fucking godly vehicle, and it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly thought something else was gonna happen when uh when I was on I think it was chapter three when they were escaping Boston. Uh, I believe it was chapter three. Oh okay. Was yeah, it chapter, chapter three? three. It was chapter three. Yeah, I want to make sure I'm getting my chapters right. Uh, chapter three when they were escaping Boston and Rebecca powers the steam engine. I honestly, or not steam engine, steam tractor. I thought they, I thought they were gonna get caught. I thought they were gonna get caught and it was gonna be like a like a funny jump cut to like them like behind bars. And something else is gonna happen. Like she was gonna try to power the steam tractor, and it would just flop for a little bit. Like like they get like they started up and it would just stop, and they would get caught. And like the heroic music starts playing yeah. and then it's taken <laughs> off, and then all of a sudden it just it just dies. And they just, just it's just like out. it's like the the gate slams behind them, and they're in they're in jail yeah. now waiting. <laughs> I I had a I had thought something like that would happen, but having her actually power the steam tractor and showing that she's powerful. Like that, it was actually even better than like that that yeah. possible comedic scenario. It was honestly like one of the one of the what not one of the my favorite moment has to be when uh my favorite has, my favorite moment has to be when Victoria like reveals that she's the sister to Hannah and oh, she yeah. like she like encounters everybody and she's like trying to like like have make a deal with them and trying to bribe them into like keeping Hannah safe and not bring her back to the to the major state and then having her that actually she had like that, that little piece of humanity left of you know caring about what happened to her sister yeah 
that has to be one of my favorite parts. It, it's it just grounds oh. the world a little bit more, like a little more reality. Yeah. Granted, there's not much you can ground in reality when it. you have people bending blood and uh, you know, making demons. <laughs> but it, it grounds it grounds part. the emotions in reality. That's your favorite part. Yeah, my favorite part is just imagining a grandma walk out. Just, <laughs> just fighting back. Let's go. <laughs> Grandma got a little fight in her. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna have to do like a little side story or something a of that. Spin off of the grandma. <laughs> but, like, yeah, the grandma and the owl guy team up, clean up Boston. They got. They were friends like back to back, fighting in bars day in day out. <laughs> Like the, the one thing that came to my mind, I don't know why, was uh, it was Nadia, and it was just her doing Nadia. a fucking like judo kick. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> that's the first thing that came to my mind. Nadia, like, like a judo kick flying through the air. I was like, you know what? I like this. That was actually <laughs> one of the questions I also had. If you planned on doing spinoffs of certain characters, like spinoff side stories, like short stories of certain characters. Yeah, because I, I know I know you're already uh, going into the past of Rodriguez with uh, Chapter Ten, uh, that builds the character's background and why he's so much he's so more rugged and prone to anger and acting out instead of instead of like looking for reason. But I was wondering if you plan on doing like actual spinoffs, like maybe before Rodriguez lost his brother in uh, in uh, Volgrad. You know, I'm I'm definitely open to it. I would like to kind of explore that you know relationship between him and his brother and uh you know some other stuff some other backstories um you know I mean, uh, what we got with rodriguez and his brother was honestly a lot and it was not touching but heartfelt like if you had yeah, enough, if you had a brother you could make a girl man cry honestly yeah <laughs> i i sat there i was like damn that's fucking heartbreak i was sitting in my room and i had my i had it on my speaker i'm I was sitting here uh, playing a uh, bladed sorcery on my VR headset, and I'm fighting people with swords, and uh, I hear. I'm trying to remember the fucking line, but Rod- Rodriguez finds his brother dead, and I was like, "Yo, that's fucking heartbreaking." Yeah. I, I, I sat there. I was like, "Yo, I had I took off my headset. I had to sit down. I I just like I was like, damn, that's actually terrible." Yeah. And I come back to the present. I was well, like, and, that's that's actually a really good way to like show how he, he's growing. I right. can never have a heartfelt moment with my brother. He's a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> but I heard that I was just like, nah, it couldn't be me. Could not be me. I wish it was. I can't. wish it was. He's a little narcissist, so <laughs> I'll move on. <laughs> oh, jeez, my nose. But uh, it's it's nice to see like a, a nice like brother bond and see that character growth. Char- I, honestly, I'm I'm a big sucker for character growth in any series that I watch or listen to. Yeah. If if a if a nice character arc is there, even if I don't like the character, or I can always like, look even back. if it's like a really short arc. I yeah, think even if it's I'm, a short arc, you do have like the, the same preference when it comes there. to character development. Uh, for me, if it's like even if it's a short arc, but the development is there for a character, especially with like what happened with Rodriguez, it's showing how, uh, why he's so angry and why he was, uh, striving for this retribution that he wanted. So, well, he didn't he didn't want it, but I feel like 
he never stated that he wanted the retribution, but you could tell that he wanted it, so he get that guilt off his shoulders. Well, and that redemption, you know, yeah. he couldn't save his brother, but at least he was able to save his friend. Yeah, and it, it's it's such a it's a it's a moment of growth that though it was a short uh, little telling of what happened in the past, especially explains Volograd because Volograd was mentioned a few times in earlier episodes. Uh, it explains what happened in Volograd and why he couldn't deal with what happened properly and why he avoided it so much. It gives him that redemption and it shows that he has the humanity and the humility to put himself he, he has the he has the ability to put himself he has the ability to put others second. before himself. There we go. That's what I was trying to say. Right. He can put himself second. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really I term. really like that because it it gives them more humanity as a character. It's something that you don't see a lot with people, especially people who are writing like fresh out of not doing anything for a long time. They have a lot of hard time developing characters properly. Uh, it takes a lot to develop a character properly, especially if you're gonna give backstory to why a character is the way they are. You could do it a good way, and like with Rodriguez and his brother, explaining the the redemption and how he was able to achieve that. Or you could do it a bad or sometimes way. Sometimes they just make the character do a complete 180, and it's like, ah, yeah. this doesn't seem feasible for the character. Or you could have it be right. like well, they did it, like but they didn't forced. really learn anything from it. Yeah, yeah. like like a I don't know. If, it's gonna be. It's gonna sound so weird. Twilight. <laughs> uh, certain <laughs> characters in Twilight just uh, immediately learned, like, oh yeah, this wasn't supposed to be what I was doing, but uh, I'm now better because I don't do it anymore. Like, no, you're still an asshole. You're still a piece of shit. But you yeah, just basically didn't take that lesson to heart. You Twilight. you learned. You learned a lesson. You just didn't learn the lesson. You know. Yeah. And uh. Honestly. Well, and then in your, when you're watching or reading or something that happens, it's just like it's almost like you've kind of um, crashed the world. Like yeah. all of a sudden now, okay, this doesn't make sense. This, you know, this it, person it makes all it of a sudden like certain events don't have as much weight as right. they previously did. And honestly, for you said you're you say you're a novice writer, and uh, you don't get, in my opinion you don't give yourself enough credit because something like what you do with Rodriguez explaining his backstory. Uh, it's such a short time frame and having that redemption in a good way without breaking the world around it it's a thing that's really hard for not for writers to even do even experienced writers can fuck it up part of my language again i'm sorry yeah. curse a lot but uh oh, don't worry <sighs> you, you did it in a really good way and it's it didn't break the world and i was really happy that the story didn't feel like it was Forced, forced, and it didn't feel like nothing that happened previously lost any merit, weight or merit. Rodriguez is right. still the same uh, crass character as he always will be because of Volograd, but he has a little more humi- humility and a little more humanity that's easier to see through that crass exterior that he s- puts off. And it, that and the carrying of that that burden isn't as heavy as it was before all that. Exactly. That, that burden of you know I couldn't save my brother. And when actually when I found out that uh, Uliam was uh, I said Uliam. Iliam. Iliam. Uh, Iliam. I, I don't I don't want to mispronounce the name. I feel bad. <laughs> Uliam. No, don't worry, Uliam. It's actually so I I when I wrote it I kind of changed up from William to Uliam. So don't don't feel bad. People get it confused all the time. In fact, I had. 
a guy do an ad for me on a podcast and he accidentally butchered it and i was like eh, you know <laughs> no like, worries i no worries. they'll know who they'll know who we're talking about yeah <laughs> but uh like i said i don't want to sound uh, rude or anything like that um William, Yulium, oh, I did it again. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, find out that Yulium was there. One guy. Find out that Yulium <laughs> was there with uh, Rodriguez. Kind of puts into perspective why he is sometimes so rude to Yulium when he brings up Volograd. Because yeah. Yulium has brought up Volograd, I think, once or twice. Maybe three times, I think, actually. And every time he brought it up to Rodriguez, Rodriguez either ignored him or pretty much told him to shut up. And yeah. it, it explains it a lot more because, well, it doesn't explain it. It it it, it, pr- it shows why, and I'm I'm glad it showed why without breaking the the context of the world, because that could have also been right. something that, that broke, uh, continuity not continuity yeah it could have broke how certain characters interact with each other, and I'm glad it didn't. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, like I said, I really I'm really happy with the way it ended so far. It's still on a cliffhanging note. Because uh, I remember the first preview I watched for uh, uh, Chapter 11, uh, Rodriguez is pulling out his revolver, ready to shoot, and I stopped it right there because when I first found your uh, audio book, I first messaged you, that's the first thing I listened to, and I was like, okay, I'm going to stop it right there, I don't want to spoil myself for what happened before or previously. Now that I know what's happening now in the world, I am fucking hyped up for seat for chapter 11 and i cannot wait to see what rodriguez shoots even though i know he's probably gonna kill the uh the brother yeah. i think it's the sister i'm not sure i don't remember now just because you said that now he's gonna change it for next yeah <laughs> now i gotta change it all Darn right, it. I, gotta change it all. <laughs> I just spoiled chapter 11 there i'm sorry buddy <laughs> well i will say this chapter 11 actually kind of um mainly focuses on and i know i'm probably spoiling it balaam but then we start getting back into the meat of the potatoes in chapter 12. Honestly, so, I don't yeah, mind it. Because chapter 10 seemed to focus on Rodriguez a lot. And even though it did yeah. that, it didn't take away from uh, Yulian being the main character of the story. It just explains why. Like, he didn't do it in a bad way where, like, oh, now who's the main character? Is it Rodriguez or is Yulian the main character? Now it's now you still know that you lose the main character is just explaining what happened with Rodriguez. If it's gonna focus on another character, I'm fine with that. I I want to know what's happening with these characters, what's happening in their past, or what's happening personally with them. It's uh it's a good thing to find out because it, it makes you connect with these characters a lot more. Thank you, and you you know um, I'm I'm glad I at least accomplished my goal with that because you know like you said it's it can be tough trying to connect pieces and stuff. So thank you for the high praise. I, I really appreciate it. No, no, I li- I genuinely like the story. Like I I've been uh, there's a few there's a few other servers that I'm on on Discord and a few of them a few people in those servers listen to audiobooks and I told them about your your uh, audiobook podcast and they like it themselves. I've recommended nice. your podcast about sixteen people. And majority of those 16 came back to me saying, like, this is fucking awesome. Dude, I'm going to have to, like, hire you <laughs> as my agent or something. You are you're knocking it out of the park for me, man. I appreciate it. No, I just, I just it's a good story. It's a, it's a really good story. It has a slow burn at the start. And that's what I warned. Yeah, it uh, does. I warned Joel about that because Joel himself uh, gets, he, 
We're 20. We're all 20. Uh, Me, Joel, and Kai are 20. We have eight, we, we're all 20. We have the attention spans of goldfish. So it's hard for us to stay focused when something has a slow burn start. But I told them well, it's well, worth the wait because it, when it, after Chapter 2, when Chapter 3 comes around and they're escaping Boston, it picks up so fast and it doesn't stop. It stays going up. I'm going to go get my wife right no, and I need you to repeat that to her because she's only listened to the first two chapters. So, oh my god! Can you, I'm just, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's only listened to a couple chapters. I mean, you, you think some you're supposed to be supportive in a marriage, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but it really does. The first two chapters are kind of a slow burn, kind of rolling into it, and then it really does uh, try to pick up and and kind of you know and it, and writing those first two chapters it was fun but it, it really got fun in chapter three is when you know the more the enjoyment and the more payoff it was yeah i actually there's there's another scene that i like and it's when uh when yulia and hannah not hannah there's a hannah yulia and uh fuck what oh my god rebecca it's rebecca yeah when you and rebecca are i i kept thinking of hannah i don't know because I was thinking about Hannah, because uh, Victoria says that uh, you and Hannah could have been so good together if uh, you weren't with that other girl. And, and I was thinking about Hannah. Hannah's stuck in my brain. <laughs> Rebecca, when when uh, Yulia and Rebecca are stuck in the barn with uh, with Victoria surrounding the barn, and she's constantly like, berating them with the attacks, and they have no choice but to sit yeah. and wait. It's, uh, it, it reminded me of uh, Ash versus the Evil Dead. I think it was either the first one or the oh, second one where they're yeah. stuck in the cabin. And they're just defending from, like, demons and monsters. And they have no choice to sit there and just wait until, like, daybreak yeah. or something like that. And it gave, it, it gave like, a uh, like a decent slice of life moment. Because even though, like, the chaos is happening around them, they have that moment with each other to grow. And uh, it's obvious that she, that she would like him from the beginning and he would like her from the beginning. She's strong and confident while also being reserved and shy. But even though she's reserved yeah. and shy, she's also really kind and outgoing. Uh, yeah. She's a she's a very decent mix of uh, complicated emotions that in a in a wartime, you know, would be what happens. You you would see that more naturally with people, I would imagine in like a, in like a wartime era where constant chaos is happening around you, people don't know how to process themselves properly so it's a lot of switching between emotions and and, uh, and actions with yourself so seeing Hannah actually open up and relax around Yulium and Yulium actually relax around her was a a nice little moment and to see them actually growing as a as a couple I don't know if that's a right to say now or if that's right to say uh, I, I would I would say so and it, and we start getting more into the details of that in in the next season so there's a little little will, hint for you guys i will like to see what happens because i would imagine that even though they start out well uh not everything is going to be pitch perfect picture perfect nothing ever goes well in paradise yeah no and you're not in paradise in the first place you're in uh, a war-torn country you know you're, you're gonna, I'm in a relationship. yeah and you're in a relationship that it's going to put a lot. It's going to put stress. But, Your parents uh, can be a war in itself sometimes. And I would, I would like to see how they handle that as characters, because Yulium seems uh, responsible enough to 
admit that he's wrong or something like that, but I would like to see how she, how Rebecca would handle that because she seems a little more uh, reserved in terms of doing it. In, ter- in terms of admitting that she's wrong or that she's, right. uh, or that she could be wrong. I would just like to see how that, how that works out if that happens in season two. Uh, I think there'll, there'll be a little bit of, you know, with their relationship, I think I'm going to try to kind of, again, this, I say this, this is a goal, but like I said before, you know, I, I plan things out and then the flow changes, but oh, no, there'll be fine. a little bit of, even the flow you know, kind of, change for the better. You're right. Been the case with season and one. it'll be, it'll be kind of, there'll be some testing of things too, you know, to kind of, to fill out what kind of relationship they have and, you know, how, how it works and, and all of that, so. I think I think you might get to see, you know, a little bit of what would happen, you know, in in a disagreement or something along those lines. Yeah, I I, I honestly can't wait for uh, season two. I, I'm gonna be honest. Uh, so obviously you see that we have the audiobook therapy role. Uh, I re- I remember the the first day that Ty came back and told us that he found you and that he wanted to interview you. Uh, we actually went right there and then made the audiobook roll. I made so, the audiobook roll. We own the server. <laughs> we I just hate because server. I hate because uh, at the time when we first when I first uh, found you on Podcorn and I mentioned you to uh, Joel and uh, our other host at the time, Raiden, it was before we had Kai on the show and uh, we had Jameer on the show for a while as well. He's our friend that went to ROTC. Um, when uh, when we had when I had found you, I had made the audiobook roll because I wanted to have people on the podcast and the server and the podcast listen to the book all together because I felt like that would be a, a cool experience. You know, it's it's like yeah. it's like having a watch party for a movie. You have like a bunch of people yeah. sit down and watch a movie together online, and you want to enjoy it while have while having the company of like having the, having the idea that you're not alone in, in watching this or listening to it at the same time. So yeah. uh, we made the we made the audiobook we made the uh, I made the audiobook watch I made the audiobook therapy role and uh we had we had I had started messaging you around I think May I believe I think so I think I, it was May yeah I think we've been kind of going back and forth since since the end of May yeah because yeah. I didn't want that we interviewed you too soon I also wanted to give uh. And so I'm trying to catch up because I started listening to your pod, your podcast audiobook almost immediately. Uh, but I wanted to give everybody time to catch up, and I made the role. And I was like, maybe we could all watch it together. And then Joel was like, but you know, sometimes you know, sometimes people aren't gonna want to listen to audiobooks and shit like that. I was like, fuck, you're right. Sometimes people aren't gonna want to listen to audiobooks. But I'm glad that I I got the chance to listen to this book myself on my own. Because now that I have the, not the sight, but the experience, the, no, no, the, the experience and the, yeah, experience and insight of what it was like to listen to it on my own, I feel like people would have fun listening to it with each other as well, even if it was like no, a yeah. vampire we, we, story we, type we, thing. We try, like, whatever we see, we try to, like, at least mention it every now and then, just to get the word out more. And I, I really appreciate it. And even even outside of Discord, within our own friends group, uh, like we talked said, about been, it. Like I said, I've been telling people about it on the servers that yeah. I'm friends with. Because I generally like the book. 
I like how it's built up. I like how it starts with that slow burn and then it's immediately picked up and it just keeps picking up. I I I really like that. I, I'm sorry, I was about to sneeze and my nose started running. Uh, <laughs> I really like I, I really like the book. I really had fun listening to it. And to have you sit there and do the voices as well is hilarious. I know you know like I know I know, I know you said you're not a voice actor like that. Oh by man, any means, I'm not. I not either. I'm not one either. I, I still listen to... to the grandma voice, and it cracks me up every time. Like I laugh. Even my wife, when she first listened to it, started laughing, and she's like, well, "What were you doing?" I was like, "How do you do an old lady voice?" That was my best you know, you attempt there right there. Okay. Lady. I've never done this before. Yeah. I'll say this right now. If you need, like, an Obi-Wan Kenobi-type voice, you know where to find me. There we go. Okay. I, for a while... I know like, who to come call. For a while, like, I, I, I won't consider myself a voice actor either, but I tried uh, doing voice acting for a while. I actually had... Uh, I got hired for while I was working in a... This, like, where I work now, I got hired for a small, uh, a small short. And it was... Oh, wow. It was some bullshit <laughs> role. I was like the sixth person they they agreed on, you know. I wasn't the first by no means or by any stretch, but uh, they liked how I did the how I did the voice for a character, and it was uh, I'm afraid to admit this. I'm not afraid to admit this because I had a cult, <laughs> a literal cult. I had, oh. a, I had a cult of a, of a character named Glamrock Freddy. So I mentioned earlier, he's uh, a furry. He, you laughed. You laughed. So I have a feeling you might know what I'm talking about. Oh. Uh, yeah. I have not, so I haven't heard the character, but the name itself just makes the imagination run. It's, uh... I'm going to so have to go look this up now. Have you ever seen Five of Freddy's? Okay, yep. It's, it's, I, I, it's I, the I, most I, recent installment of that game. They The voice actor that really? plays... The voice actor that plays, that, that plays the character... Has a really specific tone. He has what yeah. you imagine a father figure to sound like. That's that's like the entire joke of the character's voice. And I spent like like three months uh, trying to learn how to mimic that voice out like a voice filter or a modifier. Right. I can't do it anymore. My voice is shot. But <laughs> uh, I used to be able to do it. Oh, and... I was gonna. I was just about to ask <laughs> if you could. Try, I wanted to hear this. Cause this uh, sounds amazing. Oh, I'm gonna have. I'm gonna go look this up. Let me get a. Let me get my light on. If you want, I I tagged you in the what the character looks like. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and that that is the character he used to voice. I used. I had a. They had me come on for a few, a few recording sessions. I did. I read all the lines the way they wanted me to. Even Kai knows about this. I complained to Kai about it like four fucking times. You know, part of my language. Uh, no worries. Just, it was all hectic because either the writers weren't having a, a good time with the voices, a voice actor was being a jackass to other voice actors, uh, the producers who were also the writers weren't having fun. They also weren't paying the animators, uh, so a oh. lot of shit happened. But uh, I did, I did the voice acting. I was like, oh shit, this is awesome. I actually like this. This is really fun. I'm surprised that somebody actually. Sort of recognized that I can do some voice, and uh, it wasn't like I was doing anything big either. I think all I had to say, because I said like a few lines, but one of the lines that they had me say was, "Gregory, he's black." And if you didn't hear what I said, I said, "Gregory, he's black." Yeah. 
<laughs> that was one of the lines they had me say. <laughs> they paid me to say that. <laughs> they paid me to say that. And it was funny because the character that, that they're referencing wasn't actually black. It was just a burnt uh, corpse of a character. Yeah. So it it was just like the fact that he's charred. Like, oh, Gregory, he's he's black. Black. Yeah. And as fucked up as it sounds, that was the point of it. They wanted it to be offensive. And they paid me to say that, and I sat there, like, dying laughing with one of the other voice actors, who she was like, dude, that's so fucked up, but it it sounded so perfect. Like, that's gotta be right, but I'm not gonna be the one to say it. It's like, it's, it's borderline fucking racist. But it's it was funny. And it was, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Ghost Stories. Story yeah. Oh, if you have, it's, familiar. A, it's, a, it's an anime. Uh, if you have, okay. if you have oh. Amazon Prime, <laughs> the scene where the little kids running on the track. Yeah. So if you have Amazon Prime, David, um, if you have Amazon Prime, check out Ghost Stories. It's a it's a okay. completely ad libbed anime because it did really well in Japan. Wow. It did really well in Japan. Yeah. They brought it to the U.S. And the production house that did the actual translations to English didn't do so well. It failed in America when it was translated normally. Yeah. So they gave it to some guy who uh, was basically just like, yeah, do whatever you guys want. It, it, make it funny. And, and the voice actors just completely ad-libbed an entire series. Wow. Events, going right off each other. And one of the... <laughs> One of the one of the funny things about that series is that they they don't care if they're being offensive. They'll say slurs. Yeah. They'll say all that stuff. Well, not like racist slurs, but they'll say like homophobic slurs to just be offensive. And they came out and they were like, "Yeah, no, we our entire goal was to just be offensive." That's just a be, and then you laugh. That was our goal. Yeah, if if you yeah. laughed, that was the goal. And one of the one of the scenes is uh. One of the main characters is yelling at the the actual main character's little brother, who's trying to compete in a track a track race, and he's running, and he goes, "Pretend there's a big black guy chasing you," and the kid starts little huffing kid and puffing out. and screams, <laughs> and he just over. trips over himself, and he just lays on the ground, and the main character oh goes, "At least he's not racist." <laughs> <laughs> it's it got it has funny moments, but if you want if you want to watch something that that just makes All you right. laugh, the ad libbing. It's it's perfect. It's it's a slow burn, but it's perfect. It's just worth the perfect. Laughing. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a try now. I'm gonna have to. <laughs> it'll be uh, perfect. <laughs> it'll de- it'll definitely get the. Uh, it oh, actually. Fuck, I just forgot the name. <laughs> I just forgot the name stories? of the word. Mid sentence. No. <laughs> the creative juice is flowing. There we go. There we go. It'll definitely. <laughs> it's definitely not for uh, a better utopia. But like, maybe, maybe, maybe you talk, the, way, the way that that's yeah, all written, like, like a grandma, a grandma <laughs> spinoff, that it might help out a little bit, because it, it's it's when I say it's it's fucked up, it's fucked up. Yeah, but uh, it's something I feel like you might enjoy. Like you can't you can't watch it for your kids. Just just know that you cannot right, watch it for right. your kids. <laughs> it has to be like a, like a guilty pleasure show you watch with like your wife or by yourself. Yeah, gotta, you always gotta teach the kids early. Yeah, well, you don't want to teach them what they say in that show. That show is yeah, it is way too much. But uh, there'll be there'll be a scene of a bunny. Oh, oh, they bring a, they bring a bunny back to life. You you 
You would love. You'll you like will, that. You will. You'll love it. You'll love it. We all love it. We all laugh at it. It's. It's. I can't be with you. Not because you're a rabbit. Don't, don't say it. Don't but because say it. you're black. Don't say. Uh, you fucking said it. <laughs> you fucking said it. it it's oh, a funny scene. Me. It's the line delivery that the the, the character the the voice actress does for it. it's perfect. But uh. Yeah. Like like I like like I said like uh, he just said it's it's extremely <laughs> fucked up, and what's funny is that they released it to the but public creative on juices TV will show, be flowing. on TV on TV channels. They released it to the public on they TV have. channels. Um, I listen to it every time without, right before uh, I record. Without getting too far from what we were talking about before, I have like one more question about uh, your story. Okay. Sorry. Um. Uh. Would you ever plan on doing like a character prints for the characters in the in a better utopia? A character. I'm sorry, you cut out when you said that. What'd you say? A character print. So like a like a concept art for the characters. Oh, you know that would be awesome. Um, the problem is, is if I attempt to draw it, it's going to be stick figures. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? what? I can appreciate that. I can appreciate hey. that also. That's how I started. <laughs> I started drawing stick figures. <laughs> One of my earliest drawings well, was crazy, Spider-Man. <laughs> what's crazy, too, is my, so the artist gene, you know, for writing, I guess I got it. But my dad, like, in college was, like, a painter and stuff. Like, he's got this painting on his wall that he did that's just phenomenal. And I'm like, man, when I was a kid, I was like, man, I could, I want to try to do something like that. And then I think the best I can do now is I can draw a really cool little cartoon frog. Um I mean, and that's... if I put ears on it, it can look like a dog. So <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my art uh, right there, my uh, artistic you, uh, scope. Would you be opposed to like semi descriptions of the characters? I kind of want to like because I have. Man, trying to make a quick buck, real quick. I'm not trying to make money. <laughs> I'm not trying to make money. It's just like the characters are really cool. I just want to. I want to know what they would look like. Like having an idea what these um, characters look like and, ha- and imagining them in the situations after know what they look like, yeah, would be awesome. You know, I am so. If there's if anybody actually, out there who 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 wants to, if that means you, I'd be more than happy to give you details. Um, if you want to, you know, and then I, if you want to, if you need an stuff, art portfolio from him, you can check, check the art, the art channel. channel. Anything that has my name on yeah. it is everything I've done so far. All right, I'm looking right now. If you go up a little bit, you see some oh, of the stuff I've even, done uh, recently. Even our pro- our profile pictures here on Discord is the art he's done as well. Wow. Not the banner. Man, this comic book looks awesome. It's super muddy because of the uh, the 3D rendering, but when it was uh, when it was being drawn, Dang. it was clear as hell. Even even so, the just the the shots. Wow, that is. Dang, man, you've got some talent. That's been phenomenal. Doing it for Twelve years, twelve very long, painful years. <laughs> well, the it it shows that man, you've got you've got talent. Yeah. Um, so uh, I would be more than happy to give you whatever you needed if you wanted to make some sketches up. Yeah, I would love um, to because oh. I mean it gives me something else to do besides this comic. I've been working on this comic for four weeks now, and that's just been Roughly. drawing the actual character. That's actually. Like sketch out the characters is nothing. I can do that in like fifteen minutes, fifteen thirty minutes. Yeah. But like but all doing the all the details, little details and that go into like the armor, the uh, the fur cloak on on the character in the middle, 
the sword, the sword, the leather on the sword, and the you can't see it because it's so it's such tiny lines. But there is stingray wrapping underneath the uh, katana, the leather on the katana. You can't see because the lines are so oh. small. I actually drew stingray wrapping because usually in a katana, it's it's the it's the wood, and then you have yeah. like stingray skin uh, between the wood and the actual wrapping that goes around it. And I sat there, I was like, you know what, I, I don't want the middle of these little gaps to be blank, so I actually put stingray wrapping in the middle of it. You can't see it, but I'll probably take a closer picture of the... Yeah, definitely, I'd love to see that. Because it's, uh, it's care of like the details. art, and, the re- and I take care of, you know, everything else. I support you it. Have, you support I, me. I give the you... <laughs> I give that. I give in the headcanon, and I make my way through. Nice. You just support me, what are you talking about? You don't give me headcanons, I do all that. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. I've written uh, all I this put, stuff so far. I put my fair share of getting my character development. But uh, but yeah, like I would be super interested in actually like sketching out a few of these characters. I like I said, it gives me something yeah. else to do from this. I would just, I was just wondering like if you would be opposed to that or not. Because honestly, no, dude, that would, would be like awesome. To, I would to definitely draw a few like i said it would be better than me doing stick figures by far dude it would be like you're like a ferrari and i'm like a freaking geo metro and when it comes to this kind of art man don't even don't even worry about it it took me a long time to get to where i'm at like like i said 12 years and 12 and for a majority of time i was still drawing stick figures majority of the time he was drawing porn (laughs) that you, you should have said that i can't get put in the podcast but, you know what? It has to stay now because I can't edit. So it has to stay now. Yeah, there was a dark time in my art career where I was making money doing that. Uh, uh, you were by a dark, back by a dark time. Backstreet's art. High school. Yeah. <laughs> it was a dark time where I was making a lot of money. Hey, but you got a real good understanding of the human body, right? Yeah, I mean, I went when I was in college. I, I dropped out of college. I, I'm not in college anymore, but when I was in college, I went to a morgue. They actually had us, like, sketch cadavers, and that was, like... Wow. It was terrifying, disgusting, but, like, interesting at the same time. Yeah. But for when I was in that what dark time... What class did you take that school. you were going there? Huh? What class did you take that you were going to morgues? I was taking illust- graphic design illustration. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. Okay. Yeah. Dummy. What do you think I was taking? Four one oh one. Also, if you slip the mortician a twenty dollar bill, you know, <laughs> go in there and draw whoever you want. You just slip the mortician a twenty dollar bill. I get to draw whatever I want, whenever I want, however I want. I get to take control of what happens to this body. Oh, that is that is that's wacky. Uh, sorry, that, that's slang for like weird. Good, because I actually was just about to ask, what does that mean? <laughs> It's slang for weird. I'm sorry. We're all New Yorkers. Uh, We're all New Yorkers, so we all have uh, we all have that same slang. Jamal's a New Yorker too, but he he moved to Florida like two years ago. But um, but yeah, like I I would be like really interested in drawing some of these characters. Uh, whoever yeah, you, whoever you definitely. would want like a character uh, like a drawing of, I would really like to do it. I really have a image of Miller in my mind because Miller's bald. Yeah. I know he has no facial hair. Yes. But I feel like Miller would have... Just like you, for real. Listen, it's not by choice. (laughs) Uh, 
I feel like he would have like a really big beard for some reason. Not like an Abe Lincoln beard, but like a like a colonial soldier beard, like a Pinkerton type beard. Yeah. I feel like that's what he I would have. I was getting more I was getting more like fat Thor vibe beard. Yeah, that's fat what I was thinking. Thor vibe. Like, like <laughs> there you fat go. Thor from like Endgame. Yeah, that's the type of beard I was getting <laughs> Dude, I would love to see what your um, rendition of Miller would look like. That would be pretty awesome to would, see. And whatever like character, that. man, you want to, whatever character you want, just let me know. I'll send you descriptions of kind of oh, what I'm I would, thinking. I want to. I want to definitely do Miller and Rodriguez. And uh, All I want right. to do, do Victoria also. Victoria is like one of the ones I'm actually interested in. All right, I will definitely get some of that stuff sent over to you, man. That would be awesome to see. Yeah, no, it'll take me some time to get done, but I, I actually want to like, try my hand at drawing a few of those characters. All right. Or we'll keep them Did on that... track. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, uh, I think, is there anything else you want to talk about? If you want to promo yourself some more, yeah, you're always open to um, please. Cause I, I guess... Um, so, right now, uh, season two is coming out August 29th. Um, the first episode, I just actually got finished uh, finished editing today. Um, so, it is ready and set to go. Um, hopefully soon by followed by more. Um, you can also, for like updates and stuff like that, if you know your audience is interested, the uh, Better Utopia Facebook page, I tend to try to post... At least when, you know, an episode's coming out or any updates or anything like that. Um, and then, you know, questions, comments, concerns, you can always message me through there. Or you can also email me at um, Counterculture Rebellion. And again, just to kind of show how horrible I am at spelling, I forgot the E in between culture <laughs> and rebellion. So take the E out, and that's exactly how it is. Um, email me there. Uh I, I love getting, you know, emails from people talking about the podcast or asking questions. So, and again, just to you guys, thank you guys so much for having on. This was a blast. I, I really enjoyed this. And this was, um, you guys pumped me up for, uh, for season two, you know, you put some more, uh, wind beneath my, uh, my wings. So thank you guys. Honestly. I mean, hey, look, I, when season two, you know, eventually, uh, finishes up. We'll love to have you back on and do a season two recap. Hell yeah. I would love to come back on. Yeah, we, we would, I would love to. I was, fun. I was thinking like about saying that as well, but I didn't know if Flo would, would be like, yeah, let's do it again. Because I know, I know sometimes having like a, a constant thing, he always like doing that, he gets kind of bored. But I would love to do a recap. For I, I two. can't help it. I would love to do a recap for season two. That would be awesome. Um, oh, yeah. I actually, I actually really want to say thank you for even wanting to come on to our show like uh i could say i'll say this on the pod because I, I don't mind saying on the pod i know i know our numbers are aren't there but honestly we'll get to, there get to, to get to talk to you we'll and like see your process of how you actually wrote this story and how you're actually writing season two it's it was a blast to find out more and also like the theories that i had like the little questions i had I think I asked you one earlier about the significance of Rodriguez's pistol. To actually get your questions answered by an author feels great. By the person who writes it, it's awesome. Knowing the grandmother would go toe-to-toe with Goku. It's awesome, yeah. I can go to sleep knowing grandma could go toe-to-toe with Goku. 
when it, it when it, this gets picked up by Netflix for you know for uh, a live action a anime edition, they're gonna they're yeah they're gonna take it's just gonna be the grandma and the owl guy idea that's gonna take <laughs> off so beautiful if that's the case I will audition I will, for the grandmother I will watch I will watch I'm going no for the I'll watch no matter what. Uh, but I I, know, I understand we guys... can be a little crass and stuff like that. So I want to say thank you for putting up with us. You know we're a bunch of twenty year old kids who don't know what we're doing. Uh, I want to say hey, thank you for playing with us. I've been playing Minecraft while we've been doing the interview. Like, dude, I like uh, getting down on some Minecraft. I can admire that. And guys, keep doing your what you're doing with your podcast. It's it's great. And you know, if the numbers aren't there instantly, it takes time and it takes. You know, for me, it took kind of finding out, grinding, kind of figuring out ways of getting the word out. But I really like the way you guys have the, you know, using the Discord and how it's set up and creating a really, you know, a fan type community for this podcast. So keep doing what you're doing. It's great. Thank you. We appreciate it. I mean, like like I said, we we know our numbers aren't there, uh, out there wise. And we know that sometimes that matters to people when they come on for like an interview or like a recap of the story or for any sort of like partnership like that, we understand that that matters to the person who is joining our show because they want some sort of attraction as well from our show to their show, and that makes sense. And uh, we want, I want to, I want to say sincerely thank you for, even if you don't get as much traction from because of us, thank you for regardless coming onto our show and letting us interview you and talk to you about and give, uh, yeah, and giving story. us your time of the day. It really means a lot, even though we. We, like I said, our numbers aren't there. We probably won't get as much traction from us. We really want to say thank you. It'll, ha- it'll happen one day. I, t- I told you, I got the black hey. market kind of trying to work for us. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much. I had a blast, and um, I look forward to getting done with season two and hopefully talking to you guys again about it. Hey, oh, so, before you right. cut off anything, time. Uh, I will do you know, the usual Astro. Thank you, everyone, uh, for listening. Uh, if you liked, obviously, you can go follow us on Spotify, spotify.com slash the degenerate state of mind. Also, go check out uh, The Better Utopia, as he said. Uh, season two, sorry, I have people screaming in the background, so I'm like distracted. Uh, season two coming out August 29th. Go check it out and make sure to always uh, support everything that we do. Go support Duncan. I said, no. go support David. <laughs> and, uh, everyone go have a good day. It's been it's been a lot. I'm sorry. Stay hydrated. Yeah, stay hydrated. Drink water. water. <laughs> uh, don't don't do drugs, kids, and uh, don't follow us in terms of lifestyles. Anyway, it's been the drama state of mind. We'll see you next time. <laughs>